Welcome to Cup of Cubby Blue, your series by series check-in for Cubs news, notes, and banter. We're an official podcast of Bleed Cubby Blue, and you can find us on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts by searching for Bleed Cubby Blue. You can also find us at bleedcubbyblue.com or follow all of our content on Twitter at at Cup of Cubby Blue. I'm Sarah Sanchez, and I write about the Cubs at Bleed Cubby Blue. Hi, guys. I'm Andy Cruz Vanasek, and I'm going on break. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's the all-star break. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yay. Um, We're going to talk about all-star stuff quite a bit. But before we do, Andy, happy 20th episode. I am so excited. I, too, am 20. (laughs) Just kidding. I've been 20 for many, many years in a row. Right. I, this is, I celebrate my 19th year of being 20. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do the math on that. It'll hurt you. Um, yeah, but how exciting. 20 episodes. That's, that's crazy. I feel like we just started this yesterday. I do too. I feel like the, we were like three episodes in, but no. <laughs> right. Some days we sound like it too. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. This might be one of those days because we only have a couple of games to talk about and then a lot of like looking back at the Cubs and then a little bit of looking ahead to the all-star break um, and just in case you're trying to plan your cup of cubby blue content this week we'll be back after the all-star game to talk about what went on there and then to look ahead to the second half of the season well I guess slightly less than half because of the number whatever don't do the math on that either um <laughs> <laughs> but we'll be back on one uh, Wednesday night slash Thursday morning is my point. So you will get two full episodes this week, just like you normally would, even though it's All-Star Week. Yeah, what a strange week, too. I, I'm still thrown by the Cubs having last Friday off. I'm kind of all out of sorts now. Like, I know this is Monday because I can feel my brain sloshing around in my head. But, like, as far as days are concerned, I'm all over the place. Like, I really have no clue what day it is. Yeah, I'm a little bit out of it too. And it's and the All-Star break is weird. My brother actually texted me today and he's like, I hate All-Star week. There's no baseball for a week. What is this? Um, and and I hear that. But, you know, everybody needs a break during the season. The festivities are going on. Um, before we get into that, let's talk really quickly about these couple of games the Cubs played against the White Sox. That shocker, they split. <laughs> I mean, splitting is better than losing both of them. <laughs> Uh, yes. Was there a question mark on that? Because that's exactly how I feel. I guess it was kind of a rhetorical question. I We were kind of joking about the idea that the Cubs were really good against Lucas Giolito and really bad against Ivan Nova. And this is like opposite land. This is like the upside down or whatever. And that's not how things are supposed to work. And yet it happened again because... The Cubs, man, I don't even know. Um, So game one, in case you missed it, the Cubs faced off against Lucas Giolito. And Giolito, who has been absolutely lights out against pretty much every team, got beat up by the Cubs again. I mean, what is he, 12-3, and and we have two of those losses? Yeah. That's insane. That's crazy talk. I'm not entirely sure what it is. I don't know what the game plan is. It obviously is working. They put together a fifth inning where they batted around. And for those of you keeping track at home, batting around means that you have all gone all the way through the order and sent the 10th man to the plate. 10th man to the plate is necessary for batting around. None of this like nine is good enough thing. Like, I don't know what that's batting through the order versus batting around the order. The 10th guy is the around. So I, sh- I just needed to clear that up because I, I got involved in a couple of Twitter spats over this. 
I love it. I love Twitter spats. I've also been in a couple of those this past week. <laughs> um, but the five run fifth inning was interesting beyond the whole batting around thing. There were no home runs in that inning. It was all just a bunch of awesome situational hitting. In fact, there were no home runs for the Cubs in this game, um, which, yeah, I, I'm, I'm here for it. It was good stuff. Well, and let's not discount the fact that the Brewers continue to struggle. So we are still in first place, people. This is crazy to me. Just (laughs) crazy. I mean, has a team ever deserved to be in first place less at the break? (laughs) (laughs) The Milwaukee Brewers. (laughs) True. All of the teams in the NL Central deserve first place slightly less than the Chicago Cubs. I. I like that the Cubs are in first place. It means that I don't have the anxiety of, oh, my God, the flags are out of order when I walk by Wrigley. But frankly, they're going to need to play much better baseball in the second half if they want to maintain that. There is no question about that. They need to come out with a whole different attitude um, and forget what happened the first half of the season. Lucky enough, they get to look down at everybody in the Central Division, but they definitely need to um, take on a new mentality when it comes to how they're approaching the second half because I'll tell you what, coasting through the first half and and thinking that that would, that would cut it, you know, they got real lucky with the rest of the Central's uh, record there in the last month of, of the first half. But, wow, I mean, that is not going to get it done in the second half. We will not see playoffs if that's how it's going to go. Right. And, you know, teams are going to make moves. So the Theo was um, in a couple of publications and interviews today talking about how the Cubs are already looking at some moves that they might like to make. The Cubs are not the only team that is going to make a move. There is going to be movement in the central and the Cubs need to be fresh and stay on top of things if they want to maintain that top spot. So I'm glad that they managed to like get by and like squeak through by their fingernails to maintain first place uh, up to the all-star break, but it's going to require some much better baseball if they want to hold on to it. Yeah. And you see guys like Hendricks, you know, come out and say, that he's a hundred percent and he's ready to go back to his full workload um, after the, after the break, which is really good to hear. Um, You know, Ham, it won't be too much longer and hopefully we'll get some good news on Hamels that he's making his way back. We've heard a little bit. I I mean, I've heard a little bit. I don't know. Maybe you've heard more about um, Brandon Morrow um, pitching. There's not been any recent setbacks that I know of. So, you know, you have things to look forward to and, you know that this front office is not dumb. They've done some really brilliant things. Well, they've done some not so brilliant things too, but um, hopefully they find a way to, to pull a rabbit out of their hat. And we, you know, this team has a new look too, because uh, quite frankly, they need a little bit of a tweaking if they think they're going to make a long run in this playoff, in the playoffs this year. Morrow would be such a huge boost. And I do believe that Brandon Morrow will pitch for the Chicago Cubs again in 2019. I, don't remember where I said this recently, if it was on um, an episode of Cup of Cubby Blue or if it was just me arguing with people on Twitter. Um, He is, (laughs) when he's healthy and when he's doing his thing, he's such a good relief arm. And now that he doesn't have to be the closer, now that he can just go back to that eighth inning role that he had for the Dodgers in 2017, I mean, he can be such an effective eighth inning guy. And if you're closing out games with some combination of C-Sheck, Strope, Morrow and Kimbrell, that is just devastating. I think that's an incredible back end of the bullpen. Well, and I was definitely one that said I think Brandon Morrow had seen his last um last day in a Cubs uniform. And I definitely hope I'm wrong. Don't 
take that from me, hoping that's what happens. Definitely not, because I 100% agree when he is working and he is right, it, that bullpen looks ridiculous. So, I mean, just because I said that doesn't mean that's what I want to happen. I just had a feeling that, I don't know. I mean, I really hope at this point in time that he's come far enough along that there will be no setbacks and he, he's on a straight path back to um, being able to pitch. I, you know, I just, I don't know what, who can beat us if our pitching staff is right and our bullpen has a Brandon Morrow added to it. I just, I mean, that is such a huge boost for this team. Um, obviously you have to score runs. So I'm talking just as far as pitching, but I mean, that just, that looks like a completely different team. If, if you ask me, if you're putting a Moro, a healthy Moro back into this bullpen and you have a healthy Cole Hamels. I mean, and everybody is doing, you know, at least what they can minimally. It's just such a different looking team. So fingers crossed. That's what happens. You know, time will tell, but I, I have, I have good thoughts. Good thoughts. Yeah. And just so people are aware, you know, I'm putting together a couple of look backs at the season before the all-star break, just to kind of see where the Cubs were at. And the the offense really has not been the problem. The Cubs bats have been clicking. They have um, offensively, they have the third highest war as a team in the National League and the third highest WRC plus as a team in the National League heading into the break. But what where they really struggled is with their pitching and, and struggled should be taken a little bit with a grain of salt here. They're sixth in the National League, but they're behind the Reds and the Brewers there. And in terms of offense, they're ahead of every other team in the Central. So you really sort of feel like if they could just get the pitching healthy, come back with a full, you know, um, second half of Hendricks, a full second half of Hamels and add Morrow to that bullpen, they really could improve that pitching situation substantially. Well, and here's just one thought on that. And I do, you know, sound pretty harsh about their offense, you know, when I, I make my little comments, but let's be very frank here. The offense, there has not been any kind of game stretch where everybody has been clicking at the same time. Rarely do you see that, but in 2016, this offense was monstrous. I mean, you had multi-game stretches where there was five or six of the guys were hitting at a time. We have not seen that in a while. Can you imagine what this offense would be if we if we get to that point again? If everybody can heat up and everybody kind of goes on a little bit of a run and not even, you know, mashing the ball out of the park every game. I just mean consistent stringing together hits, hitting the men in that are on base, you know, just being consistent, I guess, is more of what I'm getting at. It, it, you just feel like the offense has not been good because we have such great talent in this lineup and nobody, not everybody has been able to click at the same time. So I guess that's kind of why I feel like the offense has been, you know, the, the weak spot, although it hasn't, I know it hasn't, but I just feel like it's capable of so much more. Well, sure. I, it, I mean, if we could have our wish list, Andy and I would both love the entire pitching staff to be healthy and the Cubs offense to all click at the same time, per, potentially like peaking right around October 1st. So we <laughs> want we want 2016 is what you're saying. <laughs> we want 2016. I, kind of, but not really. They didn't. I don't think their offense peaked uh, in October in 2016. I think we're no. actually asking for something different. Their offense had some holes in it particularly in the NLCS against the Dodgers. If you remember, it looked like they were going to be down 
um, and out of it just because they couldn't buy a hit against the Dodgers early on in that series. Right. Well, yeah, we know all too well how that feels um, circa 2018. But I mean, it, it just to me, it just feels like, you know, some guys get really hot while others kind of fall off the map. And, and that's been the kind of the, their MO for the past, you know, season and a half now. So I don't know if they can just put something a little bit together where everybody starts to kind of figure it out and clicks, or they can find a lineup that works well together, or even a, a, a batting order that works well together. <laughs> I think that will be such a useful thing for them and they can find some momentum there. And, and like I said, it, then the wins will come easy if they can start doing that, you know, it'll just be, it'll just be another day at work type thing, but you know, until then we'll see. <laughs> Indeed, we will see. And, you know, I'm looking forward to the second half. I think that this is a team that does better with a little bit of rest. I'm glad that they have that stretch of 50 games and 52 days behind them. And they have some breaks coming up right after the All-Star break. But I, I will say, and I, I, this makes me a little bit nervous, they have another stretch towards the end of the year where they have a bunch of games with very few off days. And I I don't want to be right about this, but I'm really nervous they're putting they're going to be in another situation where they could potentially get run down by another team in the central. Oh, yeah. You know what? And and the scary part about that is it's kind of like pick a name out of a hat who that could be because who knows what this jumbled up mess of central becomes at the second half of the season. Who knows what moves happen? I mean, there's a couple teams that are struggling mightily and a couple teams that are surging. So, and I mean, you can fill in the blanks there. I mean, you know, depending on what day of the week it is, any of those teams can fit into those descriptions. So, I mean, it's really something, obviously, I feel as though the Cubs are the most talented team in the division. Now, whether or not they play like that and can pull off the division win, that's another another, you know, story completely because there are a couple of teams that are really gunning for them. So, you know, it's, I think a lot will have to do with who makes what moves. And I, I think we see some, some big moves coming from other teams in the central. Yeah, it really, I, 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 like I said, I don't want to predict something that I hate making negative predictions about the Cubs. It just makes me sad, but I'm looking at the schedule right now and they have two off days in all of September and only one off day after September 5th. Oh so my gosh. there is going to be a stretch of games there that they're going to play. A t- they're going to play a ton of baseball. And if there are any rainouts or anything that gets moved, it's going to get moved onto those off days. And I just, it makes me really nervous looking ahead when we've seen twice. Now this team has really struggled when they've had, long stretches without off days. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's just the, you know, the human nature part of the game too. I mean, you have to have rest. I mean, these guys are exerting themselves in these games. You know, you can't expect, that's the thing. Like I hate it when people get so hard on this team when they're in long stretches like this, I get it. Like it's, these guys are professional athletes. They should know blah, 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 but they're also human. <laughs> I right. mean, humans get tired. <laughs> humans need a break. So yeah, I mean, it's tough and it's something that you hate to, to look at and, you know, people will say, Oh, use the schedule excuse, blah, blah, blah. I've heard that a zillion times on Twitter when I get into it with fans of other teams, but 
I mean, seriously, take a step back and think about that for a second. It is, you know, it's a very demanding job to be a professional baseball player, but it, it doesn't matter. You know, they're not, they're still human. They still have to, there's that element to it. They still have to have time away and, and to rest their bodies and recover. And if they can't do that, they're not playing, you know, to their best capability. And that is, that is definitely a problem. Well, not even just their bodies. Like if you're listening, think about times where you've had to work 30 days in a row, where you've had to go into work, do your commute, prepare, do everything for 30 days in a row. By the end of that, your brain is just kind of mush. Like mental errors happen. You're not at the peak of your game. You just kind of need some time where you don't have to be on for an entire day. At least I know I do. Like I, I do not do well if I have day after day after day of needing to be on. And so I just, I do worry about that a little bit. I'm hoping that they can use the September call-up roster in a way that will help people out there. I'm hoping that the weather will make sure that they actually get those off days unlike last year where they didn't, but it's just something to keep an eye on. They're really going to need to take advantage of the first part of this schedule after the all-star break where they do have quite a few off days um, stacked up so that they can build a little bit of a cushion and not get run down in September again. Yeah, I agree. A cushion is nice and very necessary. Um, And I think that I really hope that I am wrong. You know, I'm not even going to say it. I just, I kind of feel like at this point, they should have already built up a little one. But the fact that we're still in the position we're in, I am very grateful for that. So definitely need to look at opportunities ahead to do that because we cannot take any more for granted. I mean, we can't expect that the other teams in the division are going to continue to play that, you know, and lose the way that they are to keep us where we're at. So. Yeah, we're about to put the first half, slightly more than half of the season behind us. Um, I did want to flag that in game two of the White Sox series, Robel Garcia hit another home run and made another error at second. So I feel like that's pretty much exactly as advertised. Andy, before we put the first half plus of the season behind us and look ahead to the all-star game and the home run derby. Is there anything that you wanted to flag? You know, I just, every year it just seems like it goes faster and faster. I can't believe we're here already to be quite frankly, to be quite frank. It's it's crazy to me that this is halfway through this season already. Like, I feel like we were just at opening day last week. Um, no, I just think uh, one thing that I, I'll definitely want to come back and and listen to and and definitely hear our thoughts on is, you know, Jason Hayward up to this point, because he's had a crazy awesome first half of the season. I just really hope that he can sustain that for, you know, a, a pretty consistent, complete season. And I think it's important to note that he has been a consistent bright spot for me. I feel like almost every week we're talking about something that he's doing that is just awesome, whether it's on the offensive or defensive side of the ball. So I think it's important to note that, and I'll definitely be interested to come back and see how we feel about him on this for the second half of the season. Totally. And for those of you keeping track at home, Jason Hayward through to the all-star break, slashing 266, 355, 457. That is an ops of 802. So I'm hoping that he can keep that over 800 um, but yeah, Jay Hay has been a nice surprise for sure. He is incidentally out of qualified hitters, uh, the fifth best offensive player that the Cubs have had during the first half in order by, um, oh, that's by war. I'm going to resort this for a second. 
in order by WRC plus, it would be Chris Bryant, Wilson Contreras, Anthony Rizzo, and Javier Baez right ahead of him with David Bodie right behind him. So that's a nice little core right there. And if all of them can keep that up, that would be great in the second half. Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> all right. We're <laughs> going to take a quick break. On the other side, we are going to look at the All-Star game, the matchups what we're expecting from the Cubs. We're going to talk about the home run derby, although by the time you hear this, it's already going to have happened. So you can see if we were right or not. Uh, And then we're going to send you out with a couple of our predictions for the All-Star Game. And we are back. All right. So the lineups are out for the All-Star Game. Javier Baez is batting second. Wilson Contreras is batting seventh. But before we get into like, the actual matchups and lineups and all of that jazz. Can I, they're so happy to be there. And I was just having the best time today seeing all of the social media updates from at Cubs with the interviews with Javi and Wilson and Chris Bryant. And they just, they're such good representatives of this team. Well, and there's not too many things that I appreciate more than fans of other teams appreciating our good guys too. Um, I've seen quite a bit of love for Javier Baez and Wilson Contreras from other teams fans, you know, not necessarily even just Cubs fans. People um you see MLB post a few things from um the All-Star festivities and our guys just constantly, I mean their faces have to hurt because it's just a constant permagrin on their faces and you just know that they are just beside themselves are not taking a minute for granted because it, it, it is such an amazing opportunity to put these three very talented players on this stage and represent the Cubs. You know, we've, we've had our issues with other players that, you know, don't necessarily represent our, our best face. So it's really nice to put these three out there and, and really show baseball who these guys are because they are what's fun about baseball. They are what makes baseball fun to watch. And it's so nice to see them get the the credit they deserve and the recognition they deserve. Speaking of uh, Javi Wilson and Chris Bryant getting some love, I think maybe my favorite moment from today was MLB had an interview with Mike Trout where they asked him who his favorite players were and who he was really excited to see. And he totally shouted out Javi Baez's defense. <laughs> And I was like, that's incredible. Even Mike Trout understands what we have in Chicago. Oh, so my shirt is right, though. Your shirt is totally right. Javi Baez is your favorite player's favorite player. I love it. That is, I have not seen that yet. I have to go find that because that is, that is fantastic. I mean, to hear it from his mouth. Come on, people. You know, it's true now. Totally. I definitely retweeted this from our Twitter account earlier today. So check it out if you haven't already. It's a it's a quick little clip, but it's Mike Trout talking about how much he loves watching Javi Baez play. And it just made my heart sing. Oh, that is so amazing. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, before we talk more about the game, the Home Run Derby is about to start in like 30 minutes or so from when we are recording this. A couple of notes about the Home Run Derby. There are no Cubs in the Home Run Derby this year. Christian Yelich was originally supposed to participate, but then he's not. And I, okay, I don't understand. He's like hurt for the Home Run Derby, but not for the, I just think he doesn't want to people to figure out that he can only hit home runs at Miller Park. (laughs) I was waiting for that. I was waiting. That's why I started giggling. I'm like, oh, where is she going to go with this? Um. 
you know, I kind of wonder, I kind of wonder what that's all about because yeah, I mean, if he's hurt and I'm using air quotes, you can't see me. I'm using air quotes. If he's hurt for the home run derby, why in the heck would you play hurt for the all-star game? Totally. I mean, it's an exhibition game, right? That's, that's so, that's so dumb. That's not smart. That is not so smart. If you're hurt. You're hurt, but he's only hurt for the home run derby. I'm suspicious is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Yeah, I know. He couldn't pay off the lighting people is what you're saying. I don't know if it's lighting. I don't, (laughs) I'm not going to pretend to understand what it is, but the man's home and away splits are ridiculous. Uh, He is an above average player at every other baseball park. And then he gets to Miller Park and he's the reincarnation of Babe Ruth or something. And I, that's weird. I'm sorry. That's weird. He also was not that player in Miami. He's not that player anywhere else. It's solely a Miller Park thing. And it is a closed environment. I think you have more environmental controls at a, in a park with a roof than you do in other places. And I, I just think it's weird. I think it's very strange. And I think it is doubly strange that he's only hurt enough to not participate in the Home Run Derby. And I, I, you know, I'm also a little angry about this because one of the things I was most looking forward to with the Home Run Derby was Christian Yelich getting bounced in the first round. That he was not going to be able to hit the home run that everybody expected him to in the first round, and the number one seed was going to get bounced out of the home run derby. Oh my gosh! Part of my that was my bracket calculation, and now that joy has been taken from me. I was I did not see that coming at all. I did not see that coming from you at all. That is not what I was thinking you were going to say. Um, <laughs> so I guess what she's trying to say is, if we want to see Christian Yelich in the home run derby, we need to move it to Milwaukee. <laughs> I think Christian Yelich should have to compete in the home run derby somewhere else, just so that we can all see if he has the ability to to hit home runs. Not at Miller Park. <laughs> I 100% agree. And I also 1000% am suspicious of this move as well, because there is no, there was no doubt in his mind that he was playing in the all-star game, but he was pretty quick to announce that he was not doing the home run derby. So I don't know. I guess it'll be interesting to see what kind of hacks he takes when he's up to bat. If you see him swinging for the fences and like one of those like crazy Javi Baez swings where his bat ends up like on the other side of his body type (laughs) things. I'm going to be very suspicious. Like what is happening here? You really can't be that hurt if you're swinging like that. Um, Yeah. But I'm excited about who's out there. Like Josh Bell. um, I mean, and I'm not salty at all. This kid can hit and he hit some monsters off of us. So if he can hit like that and, and, the home run derby i mean he's got a pretty good chance and you know he's a third seed um jack peterson i didn't has he been hitting home runs this year <laughs> i mean uh, I, I that's a good I question mean, he, i know cody bellinger has yeah i think jack yeah. peterson hit some at the start of the year I, he he's not on my radar as like monster home run watch i'm right. most excited to see josh bell pete alonzo a shout out to our friends at a pot of their own they're very excited for pete alonzo and i'm also excited to see what pete alonzo can do in the home run derby um vlad guerrero jr i think that is a great story and i'm really excited to see what he can do uh but yeah i guess i'm jack peterson is kind of i i don't want to say that any player is boring but like he's kind of boring to me 
but he doesn't play for St. Louis. How does that work? No, he would be the perfect player in St. Louis, though, because he'd be like this boring St. Louis guy. Well, yeah, I, I'm excited for this tonight. This is going to be fun. I know there's no Cubs, but that actually, I'm actually a little relieved by that. Um, it's it's fine. I It's fun to, to cheer for him. And, you know, Schwarber um, always puts on a good show, but I think it's just better off this way. I'd rather just, you know, stick to stick to what we're doing and, and focus on resting and, and, you know, getting back the season, starting off hot and, and going from there. Home run derby is fun, but let, let these other guys take the hacks. I, I'm, I'm good with that. I agree. But since you brought up Schwarber, I just have to point out Schwarber was robbed last year because Harper was definitely not following the rules about the timing of the pitches. And I'm uh, still angry amen. about it. And, like, I get it. It was a great story to have Harper, like, win the home run derby in D.C. or whatever, but Schwarber was robbed. Yeah. Yep. I agree. I agree. I watched it. (laughs) I watched it several times. Yes, I agree. Kyle Schwarber is my 2018 home run derby champion, and you will never convince me of anything else. (laughs) I wouldn't try. Um, One last note on the home run derby before we talk about the actual game. Did you see these pictures on Twitter so apparently the the jerseys are like there's a sleeveless option. What? <laughs> so, I swear to God. And so at least Carlos Santana is out there like suns out, guns out. Oh my gosh. Are you serious? They're okay, like, I have yes, to find this. I swear to God. It's the crazy. I was like, what is this uniform? <laughs> oh my gosh. So when they when they're giving you the sleeveless option, like some people are legitimately going sleeveless. Oh yeah, they're sleeveless home run derby people. That is amazing. I cannot wait to see that. I am a little scared, but I think it's going to be really entertaining. Yeah, no, I'm super. I, I mean, look, if you're going to wear a sleeveless uniform, do it in the home run derby. Right. <laughs> That's the right time. Right. Well, and then we don't have to look at it for the whole game either. Yeah, it was a bit much with the Reds. The Reds did this a couple days ago, or maybe it was just yesterday. Maybe time is just, like, moving too quickly. But I was kind of like, eh, I'm not sure what I think about this for the whole game. But for the home run derby, it's I, I like it. Yeah, yeah. That's the time to get funky during the during the home run derby. <laughs> totally. Please. <Jeez>, <please. laughs> All right. Cleveland uniforms. You, I, so you can see it, right? Like, are you seeing these pictures of Carlos? Yes. I was, this is not okay. <laughs> This is not okay. Oh my goodness. We're going to do we're gonna a poll on this to see what y'all think. Oh gosh. Please people, please be smart. Oh, have eyes. All right. Um, so Andy is anti sleeveless jerseys and thankfully to my knowledge, the Cubs don't have any throwbacks that are sleeveless. So I don't think oh, God. we ever have to worry about this. Don't take that as a challenge, please. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about, the game itself. So as we mentioned earlier, the lineups are out. Um, in case you missed them, the American League lineup is going to be George Springer in right field, DJ LeMahieu, former Cub prospect at second base, Mike Trout in center, Carlos Santana at first, J.D. Martinez is the designated hitter, Alex Bregman, who is my favorite internet troll at third base, Gary Sanchez catching, Michael Brantley in left field, Jorge Polanco at shortstop, and Justin Verlander, who was very annoyed about the new baseballs. And if you missed that on Twitter today, you should definitely check that out. Pitching. What do we think of the American League lineup? Uh, well, 
I mean, I don't know. I don't feel like, I guess maybe I just haven't watched enough American American League Baseball this year. I don't feel like this is a crazy, scary lineup like it has been in the past. I mean, there's definitely talent on this lineup. I mean, there's no questioning that. I don't, I'm not particularly worried about, you know, them hitting, you know, five or six home runs or something like that. But of course I say that and I probably will. I see a couple of things that can. Um, I mean, I see one guy that could do it by himself if he got the right pitches, but it, it just, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't find this. I'm not really nervous about this lineup. I think the national league has a much more potent lineup than this lineup is. I would agree with you on that. I mean, obviously Mike Trout is Mike Trout and he's currently sitting at 6.2 F Warren leading the land and all of that. Cause he's Mike Trout. Um, but the two players that are having the best season after that, and it's not particularly close are Cody Bellinger and Christian Yelich. And they're both in the NL's lineup. Um, and they're followed by Tel Marte, who's also in the NL's lineup. Um, and so you just sort of feel like this is a little bit more equal. I don't know. Some years I felt like the American league has really had an offensive edge on the national league. And I don't feel like that's true this year. Uh, the National League lineup, for those of you who maybe don't have it in front of you, is Christian Yelich leading off in left field, Javi Baez at short, Freddie Freeman at first base, Cody Bellinger in right, Nolan Arenado at third base, Josh Bell's going to DH, Wilson Contreras catching, Cattell Marte at second, Ronald Acuna Jr. in center, and then Hunjin Ryu is pitching, and he, I mean, that's well-deserved. He definitely has been the best pitcher in the national league so far this year. And so he will also be, I would think I was reading earlier, the first Korean pitcher to start the all-star game. That's pretty cool. And honestly, when I look at this lineup, you know, everybody complains and I know this is a valid argument and definitely they need to find a better way to do this, but everyone complains that the voting, the fan voting is just a popularity contest. I agree. There's some, there's some players that get missed, um, because they're not quite as popular or not playing for as popular of a team. But this lineup legitimately feels like an all-star team. I mean, this is an all-star lineup. This is not a popularity contest. These guys are are going to be a good, good lineup to watch on the field as well as at the plate. I mean, I can't wait to watch this offense. Um, you know, I, Verlander is a tough pitcher. He really is. I, I give him all the credit in the world, but I, I just, I think we see the national league walk away with this one, quite frankly. Yeah. I, I don't know who's going to win. I mean, you never know what's going to happen on a day-to-day basis, but I will say that I think that the fans got this right. And there are, you know, places here or there where I would have liked to see something slightly different. Um, He's hurt now, so it's irrelevant, but I would have liked to see Tommy LaStella get the start over DJ LeMahieu. I think that's one place where fan popularity probably had an impact. Um, but for the most part, I think that the fans did a good job, and I don't know if it's the new format, if it's sort of like having the top three and then a reshuffle that allowed everybody else to vote sort of got things more correct. <laughs> um, but I think that this is these are solid lineups, and there is very little that I would change on either one of these. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Definitely. When you look at this, these guys are all having great years. Um, you know, there's this, this central is pretty well represented in this. Um, and hopefully those other guys don't have as great of a second half as our guys. 
Yeah, that's this is how I'm feeling. I would like our guys to be better than them. Right, than those guys. Our guys better than those guys. I mean, isn't that always the way? But it's nice to see these guys play together. You know, this is definitely a stacked lineup. Both of the lineups are, really. But I just, I feel like this National League lineup is a lot more potent. And especially when you start looking at the reserves, holy wow. I mean, yeah, this is this is going to be a good game. I'm actually going to probably watch this game from beginning to end. And I don't typically, I will admit to it, I don't typically watch it from beginning to end because I feel like there is some point when it becomes kind of just a, a joke, a big joke, you know. But there are players that take it serious the entire time. I just, I have a hard time watching it because I just feel like, you know, you can't keep up with all the changes for one. You don't know who is where. But I will definitely be watching this because I, I know all these guys, you know, these, the, this is definitely a, a, a good, good, solid all-star lineup reserves and starter, starters as far as that's concerned. So if you are watching from beginning to end, one thing to keep an eye out for, the super dumb extra innings rule, uh, just showing my bias here, that Manfred <laughs> has created is in play for the all-star game. I hate this rule. I absolutely hate this rule. Okay. So the rule that they will use for the all-star game, which they used for the futures game, if you were watching, um, is that if the game goes to extra innings, starting in the 10th inning and any subsequent inning, there will be a runner on second base to begin the inning. I hate this rule. Oh gosh. What is this? I mean, what are we playing slow pitch softball these days? I mean, what's happening here? Uh, This is not, that's not baseball. No, it's not. And it, and obviously having a runner on second changes the way that you approach the entire inning. You have an incentive to bunt the runner over and then just try to hit a long fly ball. I, I, I hate this rule. I, I understand trying to get rid of extra long, extra inning games. I know that Major League Baseball doesn't want it to end in a tie again. Although, frankly, I don't care. Let it end in a tie. <laughs> like, I have no problem with the All-Star game ending in a tie. I do have a problem with the sort of like, we're going to artificially create some new fangled thing that is not how baseball is supposed to work solution. I was um, going to say, so the next they need to start trying to figure out a name for this game because it's going to end up not even resembling baseball. So they're going to have to just, it's going to have to be like a video game name or something because this is, that's not baseball. That is not, I mean, I get it. I understand too. I It's fine. I understand all the reasoning behind it, but I mean, it's not like we are seeing, you know, marathon games every single night. They happen. Yes, of course they happen, but they happen to all the teams. It's not like, you know, there's just, a set view that it's happening to it's happening to everybody. So everybody is coming in each game, you know, on, on, on the wake of, you know, an extra inning game at some point in in the past half season, you know, it just, to me, it just makes zero sense to do it this way. I know they're trying it out because they're trying to, you know, see what rules are going to implement for next year. I just pray that this gets totally nixed because this is, this is dumb. It frustrates me. Yeah, I would like this rule to never be implemented. I hate this rule. Yeah. Um, I am not interested in seeing it play out. I thought it was terrible yesterday in the Futures game. I don't want to see it in any baseball game ever. Um, I'd much rather they just end some long games in the minor league level or whatever and ties if they have to. Um, not happy about this rule. Really looking forward to everything else about the Home Run Derby and the All-Star game, though. And... We are going to be watching. We will be tweeting out our thoughts from at Cup of Cubby Blue. So make sure you're following. Uh, make sure you vote in our poll about uh, what was I going to make a poll on earlier, Andy? Um, I totally well, just forgot. 
I know the no sleeves one. Oh, that's it. That's it. No sleeves. Sleeves, yes, no poll. Uh, make sure you vote. <laughs> and oh my God. People, please vote no. Enjoy the All Star break, everybody. Enjoy the game. Watch the red carpet show. Let us know what you're thinking. We will be back on Wednesday night slash Thursday morning to talk all things All Star game and looking forward to the second half for your Chicago Cubs. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs>